welcome to Argyle Chat, the Plymouth Argyle podcast brought to you by the Herald Sports Desk. Hello and welcome to Argyle Chat and what an episode it is to record. I'm sure there'll be a lot of people listening today with very sore heads after the Pilgrims secured promotion back to League One with a whopping 6-1 win over Newport County. Joining me to discuss a very memorable day is our football editor Chris Errington, former Argyle player and Herald columnist Danny Salmon and writer Baron Cross. Good morning. Morning, morning Jack. Come on, you greens. Happy Argyle fan, Jack. Yeah, very happy. I think there's a lot of very happy Argyle fans around the city at the moment. Mm. So, where do we start? Chris, I don't think anybody was expecting a result like that um, yesterday. No, that's the way to win promotion, isn't it? 6-1, in front of your own fans, the sun shining. Normally, you don't like to see the pitch invaded by fans, but you know it was perfectly understandable. It, it, create, it helped create the memorable atmosphere mm. and the scenes we saw after the final whistle and... Um, yeah, just a fantastic uh, occasion for the club and many congratulations, not only to the players, but all the staff at Argyle as well. There's an awful lot of work, hard work that goes in behind the scenes at a football club and uh, everyone at the club should be very proud of the achievement this season. And Berens, first promotion I think you've seen in the flesh. Yeah. Um, how was the day? How did it rank for you? It's fantastic. I mean, I wouldn't profess to be an Argyle fan, but it's hard not to get carried away on days like that, like Chris says. I mean, to go and win 6-1, nobody expected that result at all. Um, and like Chris says, when, when you, you don't quite understand how much work goes in behind the scenes. So when you see the outpouring of joy, and I think relief was the watchword a lot of people were using. It's finally done. They're finally out of the fourth division. And so much work has gone into this over... Six six years is it when when they came back? Six down? years. I mean, they've had several managers. I mean, Derek Adams has got them over the line, but this has been a long, long project. And people like James Brent and all the unsung heroes behind the scenes have gone through some very, very dark days to achieve this. It was nice to see some of the um, you know staff that aren't a part of the managing and coaching on the pitch celebrating yeah, with the team. Absolutely, yeah, they look like was, very much all in it together. There was a lot of people I didn't recognise on the pitch yesterday wearing uh, Plymouth Argyle tracksuits. So clearly, there's a lot of people that were out there to try and save that moment and. The players were mixing with everybody. I mean, there was there was no um, uh, egos out there. Everybody was sort of in it together, as it were, and sort of enjoying it and sharing that moment. It wasn't just about the players and Derek Adams. It was everybody going out there, and there was lots of hugging and, and uh, patting of backs going on. I think that I think that's one of the the things that Derek Adams is very good at is is creating this this club ethos that everyone's mm. part of the the same goal and the same objective and. Paul Sturrock did it in his first time round at Argyle and look at the success he had during that time. And Derek Adams has replicated that in lots of ways. And it doesn't matter what job you do at Argyle, I think you know they are made to feel part of the whole, the whole unit. And it's an old saying, and Danny will know better than us, but you know, when you've got unity behind the scenes, normally good things tend to happen. And Bowen, so just going back to that point you're making, in the higher leagues, you don't see players celebrating with fans like that. Is that something? Yeah, you need yeah. To, we, we we were talking um, um, off air with uh, with the sports editor, and um, he said there's been a lot of stuff on social media um, of the players out celebrating last night at the Barbican. And um, I suppose the further up the leagues you go, you're going to get less and less of that. I mean, a lot of these lads are just they're just they're just normal lads who are very good at football from yeah. from from their local towns and. You see them going out there and mixing with the fans and happy to share a drink and you're singing songs and um No, exactly. Well, <laughs> that's probably the main reason they went out last night. <laughs> but obviously, the first, I mean, you, you would never see the likes of you know Manchester United going out with, with their fans out on the town in Manchester and mixing so freely. So, I mean, I think everybody was enjoying it whilst they could. To, be, to be fair, though, if the Man United players could, they would. But they, they wouldn't that's be allowed true. to. It's a whole other debate. But, you know, any, yeah. any footballer, whether I played at the lower end, which I have, and, and at the top end, which I have. The players feel exactly the same way. 
but there's only a certain amount you can do when you're a Man United player. You're going to get a lot more problems when you go well, out. Just look up to Ross Barkley the other day. Yeah, and, he and that's the sort of thing. The good fans will be fine, but you're always going to come across people. So that's probably that's why point, yeah. um, that that happens. So, uh, yeah, but I mean, watching it yesterday myself, I'm just the same as you guys. I was so pleased for everybody, supporters, the club, the players... And let's be honest, the manager has been there two seasons and he's seen nothing but relative success. Mm -hmm. But he's so dogged in his determination and ambition. Um, and I don't think there's been any time that I've had promotion or I've seen promotion where Derek Adams is one of many that have that total togetherness, what Chris was just mentioning. If you haven't got that, it's very rare that you would get promotion if you haven't got that. It doesn't happen that often, but... Um, Derek Adams has brought that as well. So and, and you enjoyed the day yesterday? Oh man, I'm, I was like, I'm not as elated in, in showing as much as the supporters are, but inside I know exactly how that feels and, and the pressure when you're on that pitch trying to win games. It is so difficult at times, but really, you know, you just got to relax and try and enjoy the occasion and not let it get to you. And, you know, once we scored the third goal, I think that's what happened. And Danny, you've been there and done it as a player. What, what does it feel like when you've achieved something like that and the fans rush up to you? What is that feeling? Is that what you play football for? You can't explain it. it. Money, prestige, everything goes out the window. It's all about that moment. It is pure elation and relief. Um, and and you, you're walking on a high for weeks on end. And that won't really go until pre-season or the end of pre-season next year. That will be with those players for quite a long time. Until we get our first game of the season in League mm -hmm. One, I think that that elation and that you know that everything about that season will um, still be uh, all the players will still be on a high, um, and I think they, they should use that as well because they've had a, they've had a good two years, mm. um, and again it's a new team from last year relatively apart from the odd player, um, um, but this time we've done it. And that second half performance was just incredible, Chris. It shows what players can do when the pressure's off. Yes. Um, I think Luke McCormick made a good save early in the second half. Newport could have got back to 2-1 and then it might have got a little bit uh, edgy and nervous. And then uh, Graham Carey um, came up with the third goal. It was an excellent finish, wasn't it? Will Carey at his best, teasing and tormenting the Newport left-back and uh, firing the shot in. And, and, and then you could literally just see the shackles lifted off the players. They knew they were there. And, and they just played with so much freedom. You know, Danny and I were talking before we recorded this and, you know, saying it was a bit like watching Barcelona or something like that. All the tricks, the fix, everything was coming off. I mean, you know, Ryan Taylor's goal, the flick was fantastic. I mean, he could probably tie that 99 times out of 100. He, he probably wouldn't score from that, but it just came off. Everything was working. Everything was great. They, they, they just played with so much um, freedom and confidence. But... You know, they've been working since, I think it was July the 2nd, to the start of pre-season training. And Derek Adams works them hard in training. Mm. They don't just turn up and do a gentle no. stroll for an hour and a half, you know, four or five days a week. Wouldn't you happen. Know, they, are, they, they are worked hard and uh, they deserve their enjoyment and their downtime now. And, um, you know, certainly in the summer. And, and, and come back firing on all cylinders next season. But, yeah, you're, you're quite right that it was that last half an hour, they... they 
they just went to a different level, didn't they? It was, it was amazing. It's like being in South America watching Brazil play <laughs> when they're 4-0 up. I mean, it was, yeah. I was laughing on my earphones in the press box because I'm saying, hey, here we go. Yeah. You know, the flicks are coming out and it was, it was little triangles. And Ryan Taylor's goal summed up, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Back heel flicker that managed to find his yeah. way in. I, I'm, I'm amazed that the crowd didn't start going, holy! <laughs> you know, so it was, it was yeah. terrific. It was but ter- we, we take away the promotion, take away mm. all of that, the result against a Newport team that have done quite well of late mm. on its own it was, it was a good performance wasn't it? well Newport had, had won the previous three Four. games 1-0 yeah. Um, yeah. you know kept a clean sheet in all of those games and uh, you know uh, for 40 minutes it, let's be honest it was quite close cagey Argarda looked a little bit nervy even you know which you know was a few wayward passes mm. and to be and fair that, I think both teams looked like that Chris yeah, and, and that meant Matt Kennedy had a, just before half time uh, I was convinced it was going wide it somehow sort of swerved its way into the far post and and there was no really looking back after Jake Jervis got the second goal, but um, yeah, no, a great day, and you know, you know, pleased for all the fans that you know saw it there. You know, they could have won promotion at Portsmouth on Good Friday, but as it's turned out, you could not have scripted it any better, could you? And it would be unfair of us to record this podcast without giving Barry a chance to mention two goals to Matty Kennedy. And you, you, you've admitted how much a fan you are. Oh, you must God. have been happy to see him on the score sheet again. Yeah, I saw him. Um, it, I was doing the, the Facebook live video before the match, and um, he was one of those I spotted in the car park signing things. And I think on that video, I mentioned that it felt like we were due a performance. Um, Chris has mentioned it. Um, I think Chris had predicted he might have been dropped at Portsmouth given how poor he's been of late and probably due a bit of a bit of time on the bench because um, unfortunately he had that, that incredible start, didn't mm. he? He sort of dropped off a little bit for a couple of games. So I think, yes, it, it was it was well-timed for him to return to form. It was a very unusual goal. I mean, arguably the smallest lad on the pitch yesterday, wasn't he? And he popped up with that sort of spring in his step and just managed to sort of get it looping over the goalkeeper for the first goal and... Um, the second goal was the, the goal we've come to expect from him. I mean, that, that was the, the touch of class that he yeah. brings from uh, from a championship club. He cuts in off the left and uh, and finds the far post with his right boot. And I think, I, mean, I asked Chris yesterday who he gave man of the match to and he gave it to Kennedy and it was it was a tough job yesterday yeah, to, no, to put it the start one out. But I think, you know, Chris summed it up nicely, giving it to Matty Kennedy. I think he got uh, great, great goals, assists for Ryan Taylor's goal. He got the first goal, he got them moving. I just thought from the start of the game, he did what he perhaps hasn't done in recent games where he got Argyle on the front foot. When he got the ball, he took it up the pitch. Mm. It's a simple thing, but get the team going forward. Get everyone pushing up. And he looked a threat when he was on the ball. And um, yeah, that's the sort of Matt Kennedy we saw in the first month or two. Yeah. That's why he got nominated for Player of the Month in March. You know, he, he's, you know, 15 games, five goals. You know, you, you can't argue with that. He's, he's, he, overall, he's done very well for yeah. Well, you can't, you can't not play him in the sense that you're at home. You could win promotion with it. You need to play attacking players, you know, and it's a good court to play him. You, you can't sort of doubt what you think that he can do. You know, it's like dropping Carey if he's having a bad time. You know that at some point he's, winner, he's yeah. going to produce something. Yeah. And, and, and I think that uh, the, front, the front four, I think they all produced a certain amount in that game, especially in the second half. They do their defensive duties, but overall, uh, even Ryan Taylor, you know. Yeah. And just one other player I want to give a quick word to is Jake Jervis. Mm. Obviously, he was in our, your shortlist, Chris, for mm. the player of the year, and a few people were sort of questioning that, but... His goals have been. I mean, he's not been on. He's been off the bench a lot recently as well. Yeah. Well, he, he scored a great goal against Portsmouth mm. uh, at Good Friday, mm. and, and then two again yesterday. Um, the first was a good opportunist one, wasn't it? He capitalised on a bit of a defensive mix-up and was in the right place, right place at the right time. 
The second one was a cracking goal with his left foot, finishes Baron knows I was confident that he was going to score as soon as the ball uh, ended on his left foot. Yeah, right, yeah. And um, that fizzed in, and um, 13 goals though, for Jake Jervis this season. There was a few penalties in there, but 13 goals this season for a guy that's played virtually all season out in that wide right position and not always been a guaranteed first team starter and you add that to 14 goals last season and that's 27 goals in two seasons and I think I saw a stat somewhere that the most goals he'd ever scored in a season before he came to our goal was four mm. so 27 goals is some going so Jake Jervis fair, fair play he's done really well and everyone just talked about you know the, the, the weight being lifted off the shoulders in that second half Does, would that be frustrating for the manager when you can see that players can play like that or is that just part no, of the I, I think it, that is part of football. The, um, the players that can cope with pressure and play well under pressure play at a higher level. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Uh, and there's a difference. Well, you know, all professional footballers can do a certain amount. But you know, th- there's a reason why a lot of players won't play any higher. And it is because when you're under pressure, you've got to be able to cope with that pressure. And it wasn't a surprise to me that we started playing all of a sudden great, some great football and people had, because it is a massive relief. Um, for players when they know once that third goal went in that, that they're promoted mm-hmm. and it does become exactly like Barcelona or whatever you want to say but you play like that week in week out you won't be playing in League 2 and, and that's the difference and, and the frustrated no not really because the manager knows that it's tough down there people are not going to just let you walk all over them mm-hmm. um, and like I said you know, League 2 players are League 2 players those players that can cope with that pressure will play higher and we'll see next season Quite a unique atmosphere today as well, wasn't it? It's a very unique game to know that you're playing, playing, mm. and all you need is one point to go up. And I think it's it's quite hard to replicate that atmosphere again. And mm. sort of, so I think Adams would have given them sort of. It's it's hard, isn't it, for Adams to be frustrated when it's such a it felt felt like such a one off game. You know, it's just that sort of perfect storm of. of um, I think there's been many games better in this season where Eric Adams would have patted everybody on the back coming off of not playing well or nicking a result away from home this year. And I think that he is somebody that would have been thankful and also realised that the hard work they've put in has suddenly paid off. Yeah. So all the celebrations on the pitch was there for everyone to see, but Baron, you interviewed a few players after yeah. all those celebrations on the pitch. What was the atmosphere like afterwards? You spoke to them, what, what was it like? Lots of smiles, very, very relaxed players. They were, I think they all took ten times as long as leaving the stadium because there was so many people hanging out for pictures and autographs and... Everybody was more than happy to stand and chat with each other and um, just a, a great deal of relief, I think, um, was the emotion coming through. And all of them were quite happy to take a few days off and enjoy this. I think they've been told by, by Derek and his team to go away and enjoy it, have a few days off and then come back and that they'll go again at Colchester. I think um, it became quite clear in, in a few of the, the interviews that they were all very much looking at the title now, which I'm sure we'll, we'll touch upon later on. But Yes, it, it, was, it was a carnival atmosphere throughout, and I think relief is the word, especially for those lads that were in the side last year. I, I spoke to Jake Jervis, he's one of the survivors from the Wembley experience, and um, I think they were just, they're just so relieved to get out of this division after two years. It's been almost a two-year project now, yeah. hasn't it, um, with the same backroom staff and the same core group of players. So, yeah, relief. And Chris, you spoke to Derek Adams. What, 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 was he any different to usual? No, not really. No. <laughs> That's not um, a surprise. Uh, you know, I wouldn't expect him to be. He, he tries to, to not get too high when times are good and not too despondent when times are bad. And I think that's the best way to be, isn't it? You know, you, you try and uh, keep your same, same beliefs and principles and the way you conduct yourself. And, yeah, he was pleased and, you know, delighted for, the, for his players who have worked so hard for him and 
and uh, taken on board what he wants from him and for the fans and for all the people behind the scenes, the board and the staff that work behind the scenes. He was he was pleased for them, but as we've touched upon on many occasions on this podcast, you know he he's a very driven, ambitious man. Mm. You know, and um, he's his CV. I mean, you have to say, you know, at forty one years old, he's won two league titles with Ross County. He's now got a promotion in a second season at Argyle after taking them to a playoff final. They may possibly go on and get a title as well. You know, his CV looks fantastic. He, you know, is mm. he's a proper football manager. Would you be surprised that surprised if a club didn't look at him? Well, there's 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 got to be possibilities going forward because you know he clearly is a an up and coming manager. Um, Argyle putting him on that four year contract yeah. at the start of the season was a was a good move. Now, wasn't it? And uh, um, you know, if clubs want him, then there's obviously you know cost implications on. On that part, I, I would think that you know he will be around for a while, but you know if Argyle are upwardly mobile in League One, um, which was what was the case when Paul Sturrock went to Southampton all those years ago, who knows? But um, you know he he's very ambitious, very driven, and uh, now he's got Argyle in League One. I think he'll really want to push on, and uh, you know I'm not saying they're going to get promotion next season. I think that's a bit of a, a bit of a leap. Yeah, but he'll want to. But he, he won't be just going going into League One for Argyle to make the numbers up. Yeah. And, and Baron, I mean, you, you weren't around to really see much of the pre Derek Adams time at Argyle, no. but you've seen what it's been like since he's been here and how much he's lifted the club. How much credit does he deserve? I think Chris probably uh, I think addressed it very well there. I won't, I won't spend too much time on it. I think Chris said everything needs to be said. But um, I think I get the impression that he's the one that's kind of really just got them over that line. It, it feels like. Um, Chris mentioned in, in his own piece, um, his colour piece in the paper that's gone in today, and we've got several pages in today's edition, haven't we? So, and one of those pieces, Chris said that um, Sheridan does deserve a bit of credit, doesn't he, Chris? I mean, mm, Sheridan, Sheridan, Sheridan did do a fair bit and he did. put a bit of the framework yeah. in there. And yeah. Adams is arguably a bit bit more liked than Sheridan was, and Adams, I think, has just he's just added that extra sort of fifteen twenty percent that's got them there. I mean, very very close last year, didn't quite make it, but this year he's really sort of driven everybody on and I think the most important thing is, is is the recruitment. Last summer and over January he really when he had the full use of the budget when he first arrived he didn't have the full summer and he had a little bit of the budget mm. still to spend. And he's repeatedly mentioned it and he did it yes. again yesterday. He's and, very, and, and very right. happy with, yeah. with with how he's allocated that budget and I think he's proven what he can do with full control. And, and like, like I think we're very excited to see what he'll do this summer mm. with the, the one, League One budget. The one thing that you've got to remember is that the reason why he's still very level when he spoke to Chris is because he wants to win the title Mm. and he wants to make sure those players enjoy their time Mm. but come when they start training next is Colchester and he will want to win the next three games and win that title that's probably why he's probably more level headed and not getting over excited because I don't think he feels that the job is completely done and knowing the way he is ambitious-wise and how successful he wants to be and the club he wants to... He will be wanting to target beating Doncaster to the title. He came off the lap of honour very quickly. Yeah. He was the first on. He had a good pace at walking around. Yes. He wasn't dwelling at all. He, no. he wasn't really no. waiting for anybody. He was happy to clap and yeah. show his appreciation to the fans. But he wasn't stopping for anybody to came no. off. He came straight off and got straight into the tunnel and, and went out on It's funny you say that. I didn't actually notice him when I was yeah. watching it. And only when he I was ahead of the group, he was all the way around and didn't, didn't break his stride. He was doing a good military route <laughs> yeah. You was in the middle of the pitch with the rest of the fans. And Chris, talking about a title, Dagan said a few weeks ago that he mm. thought Argyle were out of the title race, but yeah. after Saturday, would you agree? Do you think they are out of it? 
Well, they're three points behind Doncaster with three games to go. Doncaster's goal difference is 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 considerably better, so that's worth an extra point. Mm. Um, like Danny says, if if Argyle Colchester have got a lot to play for on mm. Saturday, they're going for the playoffs. They've been on a good run of form lately. Um, uh, who did they beat four 0 at home the other week? Stevenage. Stevenage, yeah. <laughs> so you know they're they're in good form. Um, if Argyle could win that game. They've got Crew at home, Grimsby away. Now, if they win against Colchester, I, I could see... I'm not saying it would happen, mm. but I could see no reason why Argyle couldn't win those two games and get nine points from the last three. So then that puts a little bit of pressure on Doncaster. And I'm going to try and remember off the top of my head who Doncaster's Wickham, fixtures are there. Away, away to Wickham. Yeah. Home to Going for the plus. Home to Exeter. Home to Exeter. Going Hartley for the players. Very good away. And Hartlepool. Hartlepool away. You know, that, that could be... Hartlepool and Newport going neck and neck for relegation yeah. so if you look at the fixtures if Argyle could get a win against Colchester who knows and it makes it exciting doesn't it three games ago there's still stuff to play for yeah absolutely it's I mean, far easier for us doesn't it yeah, yeah and, it's, and it's relaxed because nobody expected us to win the title hmm. a month ago and I think that we're if we do it's a bonus we, it's a bonus and I think that we'll go there that'll be the hard part getting the players ready to play the next game knowing they've got promotion Derek Adams will be ready it's whether collectively he can get the players up for that game that's his job and, and that's his job it won't be easy believe me but you know I think he'll do, he'll do the best he can and I think he's done it before we've lost a couple of games at home and then we've gone away and we've won when people have expected us to lose and I think that he's got the ability to do that but it's a little bit more of a difficult task knowing we've got promotion. I mean, it can be done. I mean, I, I look back to 01-02 and Argyle won the lead title up at Darlington on a Monday night and, you know, without giving away too many secrets, there was a fair amount of alcohol consumed in the next few days by the Argyle squad. I, mean, well, I don't believe that enough, for a minute, Chris. Enough to sink a ship, probably. <laughs> and, and then they played the following Saturday against Cheltenham at Home Park. Cheltenham needed a win, if I remember rightly, for automatic promotion. And you thought, well, Argyle have hardly, hardly done anything all week. You know, they'll be, they'll, uh, they'll be out in their flip-flops, you know, rather than boots. And they came up and they were about 2-0 up in 20 minutes and, and beat Cheltenham by that scoreline. So, you know, that pressure off again. pressure got, off. You know, it'd be nice if they won the, the title, but I've said here on the podcast all season, and I'm not going to change no my, my mind now, promotion was what it was all about yeah. this season. That was all that matters as far as I'm concerned. And they've achieved that. So, you know, if Doncaster win the title... Like but it's great for the players to try and add that onto their CV, isn't it? If they, if they can do oh, it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they will want to do it. Um, but it's, it's just a difficult ask in this situation. Mm-hmm. But it just depends on the mentality of the players. There are certain players in that squad, Grant Kerry being one of them, yeah. I think he'll want to have won the title. I'm yeah. sure, you know, Ryan Taylor's been there before. You know, one or two other players. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I think that they'll, they'll, there'll be a, a desire for it and I think that they will get themselves together and give it a good go listen they've got nothing to lose against Colchester they can go over there and actually put them under a lot of pressure and, and do the job you know whatever we get we're going to get I think we'll have to just wait and see at the end of it but I think the players will be up for it yeah. and one of the questions we've been asked is will Derek Adams really take now he got promotion but you think it'll be as strong no, as yeah. possible I, 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 can't I can't see, see why it. he would no. he's a winner and he's he, you know if the title's there to be, to be won no. I, I don't see him not going for it and Danny mentions Graham Carey, you're spot on Danny, I mean, we saw Graham after the game and he said he stayed at the end of last season after the player final because he wanted to win a league with Argyle and he said that chance is still there. First thing so he I think when he came off at Wembley was yeah. I want to come back and win the league next year. So, you know, he's got unfinished business, so you know, I think we're all agreeing that it, it might not, probably won't happen, but it's there to be 
to be mm. you know yep. shot at the title so you know why not give it your best effort yeah. and just wrapping it all up Chris where does you've been covering Argyle for mm. a long time now where does that yesterday sort of rank in your in your time as, as an Argyle well writer? reporting on Argyle full time that's three promotions now so all of them have been nice in a particular way and I did when I first started at the Herald I saw the Wembley playoff final against Arlington um, but wasn't I'd only just started at the Herald so Ronnie Mojé um, um uh, winning goal so um yeah, I mean, all the promotions are, are, are great in their own different ways. You know, Sturrock's one with 102 points was just, you know, fantastic. I mean, that 102 points in a, in a 46-game season is, is well, it speaks, yes. speaks volumes, doesn't it? I know there'll be lots of younger listeners that won't have seen that, but that's, a, that's an awful lot of wins and points and clean sheets. So, so that was great. 3 4 was, was fantastic. It got Argyle into the championship. And, and I'll always remember that 2-0 win against QPR. A little bit like yesterday, the sun was out, home park was was uh, was packed, and uh, you know the way they won it, they won it in style that day. Mm. Um, David Frio, Mickey Evans, great goals to win the game, and that was um, two promotions in three seasons, and there was a real momentum behind the club. And then I suppose when you you look back at what's happened since uh, you know it all went wrong in the championship, and the club ended up in administration. I've done a piece on that on online and in the paper today, and for them to sort of come back from those depths. And, you know, you can't always hark back and say, you know, well, it was this, that and the other. But it, it, I don't think it should be forgotten in all of this. that The, the club was almost out of business. Mm. It was, it could hardly have been any lower down. Mm. And it's taken a while and it's probably taken longer than people thought. But the club are, are back in League One. They've got a good manager. I think they've got a core of a decent squad. With some additions, hopefully in the summer, that will enable them to be competitive in League One. Financially, things look reasonably stable. Simon Hallett's come on board and given the, I think, the boardroom a real injection of uh, enthusiasm and drive forward. Mm. And let's put the past behind us now and let's push on. And so, the Green Army, of course. And and you know, and, and as Danny rightly says, you know, the the, the fans, home and away, the away fans that, that are there all the time. It, yeah. we're we're at the day after a promotions one, and everyone's you and optimistic but I do think there are genuine causes for optimism going forward and we're good to keep talking about it can we I mean there's so many people we haven't mentioned really but looking forward then League One football has now been confirmed we'll, yeah, we'll start with Berrin what are you most looking forward to next season? I, I think I think um, uh, without being you got, you, without being too harsh on League Two clubs I mean League One you know, by definition is a higher standard therefore we will see some better football some better football grounds some more renowned football teams. I mean, I don't wish badly on any of the football club, but you look at some of the sides that could be slipping out of the championship. And, mm. you know, we could be going to some pretty major grounds next mm. season. So I, I think of the grounds we're, we're confirmed to be seeing next season, the Valley would be nice at Charlton. That's, that's a former Premier League ground. Uh, there's still a few sniffing around the playoffs that won't go up. I mean, the likes of Bradford City. Valley Parade's a big old ground, mm. you know, but they have some good Premier League football there as well. Um, and it'd be, it'd be interesting to see um, going to Rotherham next season, won't it? And the, the Ben Purrington angle. I mean, that's that's one former player we'll definitely be seeing next season. So that's something to look forward to. But I, I think generally, I mean, in, in a general terms, it's, it's better football ground, isn't it? And seeing some better football, that's what I'm most looking forward to. Danny, I I, I look further ahead. I, I I regard it as a stepping stone. I think that our sights should be on Championship, and I think that. For me, I'm looking forward to the three teams, the four teams that got promoted last year, all seem to have done pretty well. Very well, yeah. And we have got no reason to think that we won't do the same as long as we get it right. 
And I know that we've just got to be happy and we can't you know, think that we're going to walk it. We won't. It's going to be difficult. But if we can get a squad together and Derek Adams being at the helm, knowing his ambition and the way he wants to do things and he's articulate about doing things, I would be really looking forward to trying to be in that promotion top seven and trying to get out of that league for championship football. And, and that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking forward to League One football, like Baron says, with better teams, better places to go, better players. But I'm also looking ahead even further than that. Because I think if we can get ourselves back in that championship and give our supporters you know, what they've relatively had for quite a while at some point, you know, um, historically, top of League One, championship, bottom, top. I think that's what we've got to be looking for. We've had a lull. We've got ourselves together sorted out. And I think we've got to look forward. We cannot... We cannot have status quo. We cannot keep just saying what well, we're happy with what we got. And I think we've got to be looking forward. And I think that Derek Adams will be. And Chris, a lot of Northern teams in League One next year. Yes. A few more miles for you. But yeah. are you happy to finally oh, be out of League Two? No, absolutely. <laughs> and, and you know, Danny's last point about um, you know Derek Adams and, and what have you. You know, he he mentioned in the post-match press conference yesterday. You know, standing still is never a good thing in football. You've no. always got to be trying to move forward and push mm. on. And um, he emphasised that um, quite a lot, and there'll be a piece coming up later today about um, exactly what he had to say to that. What I'm looking forward to seeing is, is Derek Adams, you know, and how he, you know, translates his management style into League One. Um, I was looking today; uh, he's got a 55% win percentage as our goal manager in two seasons at League Two. That's that, great. That is a fantastic record. Now, I'm looking forward to seeing how he does as a manager and how he motivates his squad into in League One next season. Right, well, we all better get back, back to, to work. work then. Come on, lots to write. <laughs> thank you very much. Not for me. Thanks for going to join the sunshine. Thanks, thanks for popping in. Yeah, My thank process. you. Thanks very much for joining us. Yeah. Um, we'll be back with the podcast next Monday, I believe, and we'll talk about Colchester yeah. and uh, talk about what, how things have developed over the weekend. Thanks very much. We are always happy to hear from you, and if you have any questions for our panel, please tweet them to our Twitter account, at HeraldPAFC, or visit our Facebook page, Plymouth Argyle The Herald. Thanks for listening.